Moses in the CIA? I'm Moses, Ken Mosesian. And like my ancestor, I'm all about training individuals, teams, and companies how to lead. Now, I've joined forces with the CIA. I'm Dan Crum, known as the CIA. And I can help you win your best deal every time through my sales training, the CIA method. Join us as we talk about topics of life and business from two unique perspectives. Hello, Ken. How are you this fantastic kind of evening? Semi-evening. Still afternoon for us, Dan, but uh, you can definitely tell that the the times they are uh, changing just by the way the light's falling uh, in the backyard right now. Well, one way to know if this is actually evening or not is we should test it. What is that all about? And it's about not making assumptions, something else that we can talk about one day, but it is about the assumptions that people make that sort of already always listening that we have for each other based on our history with each other and based on our own assumptions about what we think somebody else believes and also whether or not we see any visible signs of disagreement or conflict. So I'll give you a a simple example. Uh, Working uh, with a particular client, we're working on their strategic plan in the context of a retreat, and we started talking about their core values. And they're in agreement on their values. And then I asked them as an exercise to write their definition of what each of those values meant, and also to write out a behavior associated with each of those values. And what we found was, though they were, they were close on some of them, on others, they weren't. And that it was actually difficult for people to put into words, to like define what a single word or phrase meant. And in some of the cases, when we looked at definitions, They were actually different enough that you could be going down parallel tracks that were never going to cross. And since we were creating a culture based on values that was going to have behaviors associated with it, we we knew that we needed to be aligned on that. And so that was the great learning out of that. And what we started then teasing apart was How many other places are we making assumptions that we're in agreement when we may not be? What else do we need to test? So it gave us this opportunity to walk through all the things that the leadership team touches, all the different decisions they make, the different teams they interact with, the vision that they have for their future, and to ask those questions. What does it mean when you say X? When you think about one year from now, we said we have the same vision, but specifically, what does that vision look like? And so testing it gave us a chance to realign and know that we are moving forward on the same track. And so the the go forward plan is 
every 30 days to revisit the strategic plan and just to do a quick check-in, just to test really quickly. Are we still aligned? Or are there some new things that are coming up that we're talking about that we may or may not actually be on the same page about? That's what this is about, Dan. So a very wise man gave me some advice right before we started this podcast. I'm not going to throw out any names here, but he might be on the podcast right now with me. But um, I was letting him know about a show that I just finished. I'll tell you the title is called Under the Banner of Heaven. It's currently on Hulu. I think it was originally on FX. And I was commenting on the fact that it is about the Mormon religion. And in it, uh, the characters have their faith tested. And um, it's based on a true story. So I was curious, um, was the stuff that was revealed in the show based on historical facts? So I was researching, I was looking it up. And then I was kind of playing it out in my head. Was there potentially an agenda even though it's based on true story, was there an agenda by the writer um, to make people question certain aspects of, in this case, the Mormon religion, but you could apply this to any religion, right? There's, there's always some baggage. There's some history that's uh, people necessarily don't want to highlight or bring to light or remember. And so they tend to focus on those good pieces. And this wise person told me, probably if you can't test it, then how strong is the faith, right? Like your ability to then, and I'll let that person say it better than I'm saying it right now. But the point is simple, is that um, if you just have blind faith that's never tested, like how strong is it really? Is it just that naivety? Is it a little bit of like conditioning or brainwashing or um, indoctrination by like your family or like the people you're around growing up? I almost think there could be something really strong to... um, have somebody, an adversary, right? And in most religions, the adversary is like the devil, right? But somebody who's there to test you or tempt you, you can go all the way back to the story of Adam and Eve and think like, you know, God said, don't eat the apple. And the devil was there to test them, right? To test Adam and Eve to see if they would fall for that temptation. Um, so I think it is true that if we are tested, um, it, it demonstrates one, if we're clear in our convictions, like, do we really believe what we believe? Will we hold firm to our like virtues, our ideals, like the rules of the religion, the 10 commandments, whatever that is for you. It's um, it really doesn't demonstrate how much uh, you'll abide by it until you're really put to the test. So I think religion is a very interesting way to go ahead and test it, to see how strong your faith really is. So this this wise uh, man that you were speaking about, I get a sense he was also extraordinarily good looking, but that's just that's just my guess. Uh, I think what he may have said is something along the lines of a faith untested is no faith at all. And you can apply that to virtues, right? A virtue untested, a value untested is no value at all. It's easy to claim things. Uh, on paper, and it's easy to claim things when things are going really, really well. I used to do something with a company that I ran, um, and we would we would refer to it uh, because a, a lot of the folks there really enjoyed um, target shooting, and they would go to a range and and uh, and do target practice. And so we would talk about taking something out to the range. And the whole purpose of it was like, we want to shoot holes in this. We want to see just like, how does this hand up? How does this hold up under fire? 
because we knew that when we went to present whatever we had to a potential client, they were going to do the same thing. They were going to shoot holes in it. That's what every client does. And whether you've got a for-profit corporation or you have a nonprofit company where you have to go to a board of directors to get approval for something, uh, or if you're a team lead and you've got to go to your, um, your director or your CEO to get something approved, the first thing they're going to do is try to shoot holes in it. And why? Because they want to test it. They want to test it before it gets released out into the wild, out into the public at large. Or a consumer or potential customer wants to test it before they spend a lot of money on it. And so I think there is something so healthy about that notion of testing things, coming into alignment on things. Our, let's, let's test and make sure that we actually mean the same thing when we talk about the culture that we say that we have and the values that we say we hold. And then we actually have to put them into practice every day. They cannot just exist on your website or placard in your office. They've, they've actually got to be tried in time and in space to see how well they hold up. And the great news, Dan, like we were saying earlier about one's faith, is it's going to take some hits. It's going to cause you to think. It may even cause you to doubt. But the best part, is that it's going to cause you to dig deeper. It's going to cause you to look within. It's going to cause you to have conversations with trusted mentors and friends and advisors. And then when you rebuild it, this is a great phrase from the book of Job, since it's got a little religion theme going. Um, when he has tried me, I shall come forth as gold. And we could say when he's tested me, I shall come forth as gold. And you can apply it to anything. When I test it, yeah, it, it, it gets broken down first, but then when it gets built back up, it gets built back up stronger. And that's really the purpose of this, is that every time we tear something apart, every time we test something, every time we put something you know, through this process, what we come out with on the other side is something that we believe in even more strongly or we've course corrected and realized that we weren't on the right path. And now we have something that we can stand behind with a kind of confidence and conviction that we need. I heard the new iPhone was having some trouble with the camera cover, the glass that covered the camera. In its testing, I heard it was getting cracks, right? So that test is super important because the worst thing would be to produce millions of these units, and then it comes back, there's a recall, right? And then you have to do it. So it's good that they test things before they send them out. I think back to our own bodies and like testing our own bodies. And there are many people who are into um, literally creating stress on your body. So your body is we'll call it more durable, like real life stress happens, whether it's like injury type of stress, right, that you have in your body, or just the stress of anxiety or like the feelings that are in your life. And that takes manifest itself inside the body itself. Um, but to, to take a step back, I think of, and I'm going to paraphrase this imperfectly, but it's something like you can't measure it. You can't manage it. Right. And so, so many people will talk about improvement or change as a feeling, right? It's like, I, I feel healthier. It's like, well, let's, let's test it to see if you actually are healthier. How do you do that? Well, before you start whatever change you're trying to make, test it, right? Like go in, get a body fat test. Um, test out all of like, take all your measurements, 
different parts of your body, obviously like get on a scale, take pictures, do that. So like you actually can put it to the test and show like the differential, like, are you physically different? Has your waist hopefully shrunk? Uh, have your muscles maybe grown, whatever you're attempting to do, but without testing it, like without measuring it and showing, you really can't show the change. A lot of people are doing nowadays to like put their body to the test is it's like cold exposure. You've obviously heard of cryo maybe where people go into like a, a chamber for a couple of minutes and it literally is like negative degree temperatures. And it really comes things these like cold shock proteins they call like through your body and really like makes your body more resilient. So when your body faces real stress, it's like, oh, I got this, been there, done that. Other people do like a cold plunge or like take a cold shower. And those are just small examples, but probably the most common example is people who run, right? So like what they're really doing is they're building up their endurance. They're like putting their muscles to the test. They're like, you know, hitting the pavement um, and really like getting their bones and their muscles used to this, like call it grind of like, you know, doing this over and over and over. And in fact, what happens is you tear your muscles. And by tearing down your muscles, I think people know is that they build back up. They become stronger and more resilient by putting them to the test. Um, you can't wish it was just the case. You can't just go, oh, I just want to be stronger. I want to be more resilient. You really have to put your body through it, put your body to the test um, to show it's going to come out better on the other side. And ultimately, if you want to make a change, put it to the test, right? Like measure it up front. So you have a measurement down the road and you can not just feel the difference, but you can literally measure and see the difference. Something else happens with that process. I can, I can speak to this because this, this past week I started a six week um, fitness challenge with my, my trainer and I've been going to the gym regularly um, for a few years now. I've made great progress and I'm kind of plateaued right now. And so this idea of a challenge was really exciting to me and what we had to do in order to test our progress from week to week and at the end of the six weeks was we had to do exactly what you suggested. We had to literally measure up. So it was chest measurement, bicep measurement, thigh measurement, waist measurement, you know, uh, and, and it was incredible. And we had to take our weight and then take photos and we put together a nutrition plan as well. And every day I have to test that nutrition plan by making sure I don't exceed you know, the calories that I've committed to. Here's the thing that I noticed that's different. I'm so intentional about everything now that resisting, you know, that extra piece of dessert or whatever it is, is easy because I know I'm in the testing phase and I know that I've measured where I started and there's no escaping that. If I was just going, like you said, Dan, by feeling, I still feel good. I'll have another slice of pie. Thank you. You know, but that's not going to achieve the goal that I want. And so in order to get there, to be able to, to test where I want to be, to test where I'm at, you've got to get some, some data together. It has to go beyond a feeling. And by doing that, there's an intentionality that goes with it. And I think it applies to each of these different things that we've talked about an intentionality about your faith an intentionality about the culture you're building at work an intentionality about the product or service you're getting ready to put out, measure it, test it, refine it, put it back out again, test it again. Every time you do that, like you said, with your muscles, every time you break them down, you're building them back up stronger. I think most people know that um, when I do consulting or help out companies, it's always focused on sales. 
And where I start with everybody is I clearly have to understand what they're doing currently, right? So um, I'm literally putting people to the test. I'm like asking them to walk me through either like role play through their sales process, or I jump on calls with them or listen to recordings or watch videos. I'm really understanding like what they do now. And of course they hired me for this. So they're open to it, but I want to um, make adjustments, hopefully improvements. And, uh, but before you have this like list of things that you're going to change, you don't want to take what already exists. Let's say it's five steps and go, okay, here's our news process. And it's seven steps, right? We're replacing the five with these new seven is you just pick a variable and you put that one variable to the test. And what you're trying to do is you're trying to um, compare what is the current system to the newer system or the change system with one difference. Because with multiple variables, you don't know what made the difference. But with one, you get to have a direct test, right? You get to say, okay, the old system versus the slightly modified version. So you know this is the only variable change, this one. And by testing that, um, if this made a difference, you'll see a change. So if you have enough uh, data points, you'll be able to see, yep, this one's performing better than that one. And then that becomes the new normal. And then you test one more variable against that. You're always trying to test in an ideal world, one variable at a time versus what's like the known system that you have in play. Um, that way you can tell at all times if that variable is the difference maker, but you would not know if you're trying to test multiple things, how does this apply to our life? Uh, instead of getting inspired or motivated by some talk you listen to or book you read or program you're into, um, just make a list of all the things you might change in your life, but just start with one variable change and test it. Be, be open-minded to that. While a lot of things work, this may not work for you. It might've worked for a bunch of other people, but it may not work for you. So test that one variable. It's the exact same way that doctors do when they're trying to figure out if you have an intolerance or necessarily maybe it's not like a full-blown allergy, but they're trying to say, oh, there's something in your diet that's throwing you off. And so why don't we just try to take this one part out of your diet and see if, you know, if it makes a difference in your blood work, let's say like we can test it or uh, we're going to, you know, add one variable, but they always do it like that because if we just change your diet completely, we don't know what part of what we just changed was making the difference. So in any area of your life, you're looking to improve, change one variable, mix it up, maybe every other day or however you want to like go test it, but test it to see if this variable will really make the difference for you and really be the thing that helps you improve. Thank you for listening. To learn more, check out mosesinthecia.com. To learn more about Ken Mosesian, check out mosesian.com. To learn more about Dan Crum, check out dancrum.com.